All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This Podcast, episode 28. We in it, boys. How we feeling? We have the we have Ben, the maestro, the, the DJ. We have Buddy, Whoop. who, because of coronavirus, has officially isolated himself from the group. But it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. We're not mad. We are a little not bit mad. mad. No, we're definitely mad. But it's all right. So, how how we feeling, guys? This is week three of the quarantine crisis lockdown. He's basically, yeah. So, so how have you guys been feeling? Have you guys been stir crazy at all? Have you guys been watching TV shows, doing homework? What you guys been doing? Dude, my life is just online school now, and it's low-key pretty miserable, but, eh, you know, I'm getting through it. Gabe, you're you're also in college. What are you doing? How is how has online school been treating you? Uh, I mean, it's, it hasn't been too bad. It started off pretty bad. But I'm I'm getting the hang of it now, so I'm doing all good. No, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you had, CMS doesn't know what's going on. I mean, we're we're at a so point I've right heard. now where we're kids aren't still aren't doing school we i i don't know what's going on the yeah. kids don't know what's going on hell the principals don't even know what's going on some so. college professors don't even know what's going oh, on yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah but i tell you what boys it's been a big week for the old i can't deal with this podcast yes sir uh yes, we sir. went viral question mark um it <laughs> yeah and yeah. and we kind of expected it when we started the bracket the goat bracket mm-hmm. um but we didn't expect it to this extent no i mean we went from having 80 followers on instagram to having 473 as of time recording um we've gained about 400 in about five days five yeah. days time the goat bracket itself has the picture has 754 likes it has 344 comments and from the goat bracket we've had over 3,000 visits to our profile 47 website links and now I will say that I did pay about $120 to make sure that we got into the algorithm to make sure that people were seeing what we were putting out but we're not even halfway through my $120 and yet we've gained over 400 followers God bless y'all. 700 you. likes and we are greatly humble we greatly appreciate thank you, thank it you, for the you, a1s you. for the day ones we greatly appreciate you as well um but guys it's been a I tell you what, some of that goat, bra- some of the comments that they were putting on the goat bracket was <laughs> wild. Wild, man, I loved it. It, it, I it was. It hey, so everybody's much. entitled to their opinion. Yeah. But the fact that like we had people in which were like, "Your opinion's wrong," and people were <laughs> yeah. like, "How can an opinion be wrong?" I don't know. It's just wrong, dude. I was. Uh, it had me weak. You had yeah, people. Crazy. You had people which were like, "Why is Co- we heard we heard this at yeah, least 25, 30 times." Why is Kobe not on this list? Why is Kobe not on this list? Why is Kobe? And it's just, it comes down to the fact that Kobe was an elite scorer. But other than that, he wasn't elite at rebounding. He wasn't elite at assisting. He wasn't elite at steals and blocks. Other than scoring, he wasn't elite. And I would argue Magic Johnson was elite at rebounds, assists, points, steals, blocks. This man was officially a five-way player, so I will say Kobe. Kobe Bryant does have some memorable blocks and definitely some memorable moments, but yeah. yeah but right if we're so. but if we're talking, I would put Kobe in the top ten players of all time for NBA. You would, yeah, I, I, I would, you I would. would. Oh yeah, but, but I but I can't give him even top five. 
I mean, I would argue Shaq had a better career than Kobe. I, if you were looking at somebody who's the most dominant at that time, I'm going Shaq. Shaq. And I, I told Gabe's dad this. Yeah. If you're looking at that, that three-peat that the, the Lakers had early in the 2000s or late 90s where Shaq and Kobe were together, Shaq was the foundation. Shaq was the one who was getting finals MVPs, not Kobe. So Kobe was, I mean, when I think it was the second three-peat or they won two out of three, when Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, when they were on that team, that's when Kobe was the foundation, but not in the early 2000s. But I'm going Kobe was – Top five, top seven in the league, yeah. but not top four. I think Magic beats him out. I think Larry Bird beats him out, personally, but that's beside the point. We also had a lot of, like, we had a lot of people saying, how is Mike Trout on here? How come there's no pitchers on there? And yeah. I get it, pitchers is pitchers is a whole different ball game for baseball because mm-hmm. you, you have some people in which – you have Walter Johnson, in which was in the nineteen, like he was in the early nineteen hundreds, and he was has over four hundred and fifty wins, which is more than anybody ever. But once again, as we talked about with Babe Ruth, the the, the leagues were segregated. There, yeah. like you can't, I can't tell you that he's the best pitcher in the league because he wasn't going against the best competition in the league. Yeah. So I can't tell you that, but it, I mean, the goat bracket. It, it made some waves. Yeah, um, the, the matchups we had, we had MJ beat Kareem with 471 votes to 38 votes. Y'all Hashtag. sleeping on my boy Hashtag Kareem. Hashtag good day to yeah, be a Tar no, Heel. <laughs> Man, Kareem got 38 oh, votes. But LeBron the, beat the Magic. Babe Ruth beat Babe, Barry Bonds. Mike Trout beat Kane Karen. Tom Brady beat LT. Jerry Rice beat Barry Sanders. Tiger beat Serena Williams, and Muhammad Ali beat uh, Wayne Gretzky in kind of the last matchup. Now we go to the GOAT bracket number two, the, the second elite round. Eight. The Elite Eight. The Elite eight. eight. We have coming out of the basketball division, we have MJ versus LeBron. Ben, why should MJ move on to the Final Four? Why should he be considered the GOAT of basketball? Because literally he is the goat of basketball. Yes, he is a Tar Heel, and I'm a huge Tar Heels fan. But he has six rings with the Bulls. He was most proficient scorer. He had, he had a great defensive game, and he is the goat for sure. Like I'm not even gonna like. This yeah, is and up for debate I mean, for me, it's personally. it's one thing of, and this is a knock on LeBron, but. LeBron is what three and eight or three and five in the finals or three something. Three and six. He's three and six. Three and three, six. Three, MJ on the other hand six and zero oh in the finals. Now he did yeah, get unseated. He did get kicked out of the finals sometimes in the first second round. Yeah. But in the finals, when this man got to the finals, he showed up. It was all and I don't MJ, know whether baby. you can say the. All MJ. I don't know whether you can say the same thing for uh, LeBron James. But on the other end. Buddy, why do you think that MJ or LeBron should make it to the Final Four? Why should he be the GOAT of the basketball division? Well, by the time LeBron ends his career, LeBron is probably going to be the first player ever. Well, he's, he's going to be number one. Like, there's no disputing that. LeBron's going to be the all-time leading scorer of all time. LeBron's been healthier his whole career. He, um, I mean – 
LeBron's going to be the only player to finish with 10K rebounds, 10K assists, and be the all-time leading scorer. And I think, like, those stats are just, like, so much better than MJ's. And I get MJ played less time, but, I mean, we're talking about LeBron. LeBron, who makes his teammates better, plus he could go out and score 40 whenever he wants to. And, I mean, people sleep on LeBron's defense, too. I mean, I know he's been off for the past few years, but LeBron LeBron should have won defensive player in 2013. Like, that, that, that was a steal from him. And LeBron has arguably been the MVP every single year this decade. So, I mean, yeah, just I mean, his... he's been in contention for the past, at least the past five, six years, for sure. Yeah, so I think just his longevity... And his stats, plus he's got a ton of accolades himself. I think that's why he's the GOAT Yeah, over MJ. and I mean, you got you got to give him credit of LeBron having eight straight finals appearances. Like, that yeah. is, that is Unfathomable the Unfathomable right it, there. It, I mean, that is consistency <laughs> in its own thing of from – 10 years ago until two years ago, yeah. every single year you expected to see LeBron in the finals. Now, he might not have won in the finals, but he showed up and showed out. Um, it, I think that this is going to be the closest matchup out of all of them. The wire, yeah. Yeah, it will be. I Also, I we kind of glazed over it, but I just want you guys to know the matchups in the round one were dominating. Yeah. Like, you had – the the closest one was Mike Mike Trout versus Hank Aaron, and it was sixty percent to forty percent. The other than that, everybody was winning by like seventy five, twenty five percent margins. It was wild, just because like Babe Ruth dominated Barry Bonds like eighty five percent to fifteen percent. You that go right, he did. Uh, don't even get me started. It, <laughs> Barry Bonds gets slept on. But if you're looking at if you're looking at probably the most in, I'm the most excited about this matchup. Um, but we move on to the next one. We got Mike Trout versus Babe Ruth. Ben, why is Babe Ruth the goat of baseball? Third all-time home runs, four World Series championships. I mean, there's no dispute. Yeah, he he is a very early player. I will say that he he came around back in like World War One, but. World War Two. World War Two. I thought his career started like 1924. Yeah. Do you think that that's when World War One happened? No, World War One happened like 1917. But anyway, uh, I'm just making yeah, sure we're. I'm, I'm tracking. <laughs> I'm tracking. But nah, Babe Ruth is the, is the go. It don't matter what decade it is. Don't matter what year it is. No, he I'm is not. You. I'm telling. He. You cannot tell me. <laughs> Who's your guy's name again? I forgot. Oh, he's kind Mike, of Mike Trout. I mean, that's he's it. playing that's right it. now. Right. But it don't matter, dude. It. You cannot say that Babe Ruth is the GOAT because yes, he, he lived in this time of segregation. As we said with Walter Johnson, he was not playing the best competition. He wasn't playing people like Josh Gibson, who could have went had, went 7-for-7 seven seven with seven home runs. I mean, you can't tell me that Babe Ruth is the best when he didn't play the best, best competition. I just I can't see did. it. Now, if we're talking about my boy, my guy, Mike Trout, Mike Trout's the GOAT because of what he's done in such a short amount of span. He, as I kind of already talked about, he last week we talked about how he was 86th best in war, which is wins above replacement. He is above Hall of Famers, Larry Walker, Derek Jeter, and he's in his ninth season. 
You cannot tell me that this man is balling. He's a two-time MVP. Out of his nine years, seven out of nine, he's been in the top three for MVP voting. If he plays 22 years, the only person that could contest him is Babe Ruth. And as we already talked about, Babe Ruth should not even be in that discussion. Yes, you should. (laughs) He has the best war, wins above replacement. You, you hear that? You hear the first first part of that? Wins. My boy is a winner. And he, even though he has a sucky team around him, he yeah, is yeah. the GOAT. And he will prove that. If you come in, if you come in and every year since you came in the league, you have 34 home runs every year, 26 steals every year. You have a 310 batting average every year. He could have been a triple crown, most home runs, best batting average, most steals in the league. That is by far the best accomplishment anybody can, hit, can ever do. He could be the first five-way pentathlon crown winner. He could be the leader in runs, RBIs, home runs, steals, hits. He can do it all. My boy Mike Trout goes on to the next round. He should. He will. I speak it into Everyone's gonna vote I speak it into existence. Really now we go easy, to the so. football division. We have Tom Brady versus Jerry Rice. Ben, why should Tom Brady, the New England legend, go on Tom to the final four? Freaking Brady. Tom he, Brady. He is the GOAT. Six rings. You know, I so I follow him on Instagram. It's kind of funny. He was watching uh, the the rerun of uh, the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons, and it was 28-3, to three, oh, yeah. and he snapped the picture, and he was like, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> Dude, he came back and won it in the fourth quarter. He is the GOAT. He has been to, I think, nine, about nine Super Bowls. He has won six out of nine of them. That's a positive percentage right there. Like, Tom Brady is the GOAT. He is the most accurate. He can throw the uh, – he can – at his prime, he can throw the farthest. Like, Tom Brady – is the GOAT 100%. Like, this is not for discussion. I do think that Tom Brady is a legend. I think he's great. And I think that he represents LeBron James. He is consistent every year. You got to contend that Tom Brady, if not makes it to the play, if not makes it to the Super Bowl, is going to go to the AFC Conference, mm-hmm. uh, Conference Championship. But the thing I would contest you on is I personally think that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback. But I don't think he was the best at any particular attribute. I don't think he could throw the furthest because Brett Favre could throw farther than him. I mean, even now, if we're talking about the most accurate quarterback, you have Drew Brees in which is more accurate as a quarterback compared to Tom Brady. But so And, that, and he better? don't even get speed going. Oh, mm. <laughs> but uh, who's able – to put a team on his back, though. No, I no. Like, I'll give you. I'll give him credit, but so could Joe Montana, so could Steve Young. As much as so as could much John as Tom Elway. Brady, though, and crunch time in the Super Bowl. No, I think I will tell you this, and and if Adam was on the podcast, he would completely disagree with me. But I I will say that I think he is the most clutch quarterback ever. Ever. But if we're looking at, I don't think that he was the best at any particular attribute but as a whole i think he is the best quarterback but he wasn't the furthest thrower he wasn't the fastest he wasn't the strongest he wasn't the most accurate i have so i would i think he's the most accurate but that's just my opinion okay okay now gabe on the other end of the spectrum the goat of wide receivers why is jerry rice the goat of all football before i get to jerry rice i'm gonna just say one thing about that 28-3 championship I think that was more about how the Falcons choked than how Tom Brady brought them back. Oh. That's besides the point. That's well, who else, who else could t- 
take that advantage though? What other quarterback could take that advantage think, of that? Personally, I like, think I, don't pa- th- I think Patrick Mahomes this year. If I'm going to be honest, as a 49ers fan, if we got up 28-3, I would still be sweating bullets that Patrick Mahomes somehow, some way could come make it to the champion or like come back and win the Super Bowl. But go ahead, buddy. Oh, okay. Um, Jerry Rice. So, like I said, like Jerry Rice is just so far ahead of his competition at his position than any other position in football. I mean, this dude's like has pretty much every record, all the all time records for a receiver. Now, granted, he did play 20 seasons, but I think the fact that he did play 20 seasons when so many players are retiring early now with this new like technology and stuff is just very impressive. Um, he, I mean, obviously he, he's even got the Super Bowl rings, the, all the accolades, 13 time pro bowler, three time Super Bowl champ, 12 time all pro. And he's a six time leader in yards for a season and touchdowns. I just think he's just so far ahead of like his peers. And he was just ahead of his time during his time. So that's that's just why I think he should move on. He's the, and, the GOAT. And he got bricks thrown at him and caught those mugs. You cannot tell me that if somebody's throwing bricks at you, you're going to catch all of them. Can you imagine <laughs> getting bricks thrown at you every day? You know, see, <laughs> I will say Jerry Rice definitely has some records, but Michael Thomas did take the reception. Uh, single the, season, single though. Season. Yes. I, yeah, that's true. See, to me, though, Jerry Rice is not a single-season connoisseur. Mm-hmm. He never had the most yards. He never had the most touchdowns. He never had the most receptions. But every single year, kind of like Larry Fitzgerald, every single year this man is maybe not going to be the pinnacle every single year, but he's going to have 1,500 yards. And you're like, how did he even get 1,500 yards? I didn't even know he was that – he didn't have any 200-yard games or 150-yard games. But when you have – 125 yards for 17 games, that's over 2,000 yards. Um, And so I think Jerry Rice wasn't the flashiest, but I think that he was consistent every single year. Every year you came in, and you could expect, hurt or not, he was going to get at least 1,200 yards, 1,000 yards. Um, So we move on to the wild card bracket. It is Tiger versus Muhammad Ali. I'm going first with Tiger Woods. Why? How is Tiger Woods not the GOAT? That, that's what I ask. I mean, we're talking about the most dominant at any sport ever in history of sports. He's the first player to win four major championships. you got to be stellar to be win one. Not one. Not two. Not three. But four straight. Back to back to back to back. And you cannot tell me that this man is not real for that. He was a PGA Player of the Year 11 times. 11. Not one. <laughs> not two. No, I'm not going to do all those. But three, four, five. he's only three majors behind Jack Nicholson. And at he's at 15. Jack Nicholson's at 18. But he was four behind him 10 years ago. He, his prime was only 10 years, and he won about 15 championships in his 10-year prime. That's incredible. He's the most dominant golfer. And I already told you last week 
what he did for the sport of golf. When Tiger Woods is on your screen, you're going to watch golf, whether you like golf or not, because you want to see Tiger win. And he's the second wealthiest man in American athletics history with $750 million. Can you imagine how many McDoubles I can get with $750 million? That's a lot of damn McDoubles. But, Gabe, why do you think Muhammad Ali is better than that man Tiger Woods? Because he flew like a butterfly and stung like a bee. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And my boy, nah, I mean, my boy Tiger Woods drove l- like a truck and chipped like a hummingbird. I don't okay, know. Okay, anyway. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Gabe, continue, please. <laughs> no, nah, but I think, like, just Muhammad Ali's 56 wins and just, like, his impact on the sport of boxing was just enough to make him the go. I mean, like, boxing isn't known as, like, one of the major sports. But Muhammad Ali's charisma and just his attitude and how good he was, like, brought boxing to, like, re- like what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, he, he made it relevant. And, like, 56 wins plus 37 knockouts plus his amazing defense, like, the dude couldn't get hit. I think just that, like, the amount of skill that takes and just repeatedly getting punched in the face and still being able to do all he did, I mean, that's impressive for any athlete so i think that's why muhammad ali's the goat plus Uh, and and i will give him credit i will give him credit if anybody can go out and retire and come back and win a boxing championship like fight shape is a whole different animal like Mm -hmm. you can come back from retirement and score 20 points Mm -hmm. that's not a big deal but if you're going mano a mano with a person that is at their height and you have you just came out of retirement. That is impressive, and I will give you that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just he – I mean, not not saying this has anything to do with the goal argument, but he was also, like, outside of the ring, had just as much impact as he did, if not more impact he did outside of the ring as he did inside. I mean, he was, like, Grammy-nominated actor, writer, and, I mean, so much charities, charitable contributions – so, I mean, just that as well just adds, like, to his legacy. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think you got a good point. But it's going to be interesting to see these matchups. So MJ versus LeBron, Babe Ruth versus mm-hmm. Mike Trout, old school versus new school, and almost all of these. Tom Brady versus Jerry Rice, old school versus new school, Tiger mm-hmm. versus Muhammad Ali. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what the fans are going to do just because they have so m- like, we have very casual fans, and mm-hmm. so they might not know the most, but they kn- everybody at this point knows who MJ is. They know who LeBron is. They know who Babe is, mm-hmm. Mike Trout, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see what the fans are going to say. But we move on, and before we move on to the next thing that we're going to talk about, guys, I just want you guys to know how much I miss March Madness. This bracket that we've been doing over the past week has probably been – has made me miss March Madness so much of, like, these Cinderella stories. You have big letdowns. Like, I thought Barry Bonds was going to move on, and he got clobbered. Like, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of – I wish that we got to see the kind of how things played out. I – 
the this season in college basketball could have gone anywhere. Um, a lot of people are talking about defensive player of the year and, and whatnot. I mean, first off, the NCAA tournament definitely would have been kind of all over the place. Yeah. Because this season, any it could have been anybody's. I think the champion would have been Kansas. You have Marcus Garrett, Azabuki, a young Christian Brown who's a freshman who was a I think a five star out of. I think he lived in. I think he was also from Kansas. Those guys were like. Almost un- unbeatable. They have Marcus Garrett. I think should get Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know why Trey Jones is in the talk for Defensive Player of the Year. He's not that good. He's good at being a point guard. Other than that, he's not good at anything else. So I think Defensive Player of the Year for March Madness should go to Marcus Garrett for the whole season. Now, if we're talking about anything else, if we're talking about who's going to go to the NBA, a little bit of a different story. But who's going to be the Cinderella story? Of this well, season, before, I so, was so excited. So the Cinderella story is kind of a different story just because I think I love this team. I love the Rags to Riches. They're not a big-name team, and that's my boys at Dayton. My, my, ooh, my girl, ooh, Jessica Minto. Yeah, my girl, Jessica Minto from Garinger. She went to Dayton. And I think that Cinderella – like, if we're talking Cinderella stories, even Dayton – even though Dayton was going to be a two seed, you still can't tell me that they're not. They could have made it to the national championship. I think that they would have got beat by Kansas just because I think Kansas is that good. But I think it would have been a good matchup to see Dayton and Obi Topin versus Kansas and all those guys, all those studs that you just mentioned. But who do you think would have been your Cinderella story? Bro, Seton Hall. I'm telling you, Seton Hall would have made – like a beeline to the championship. I'm telling you. These, you think they would have went to the championship? I think they would have gone to the Elite Eight. <laughs> I think they would have gone really? to the Elite Eight. Yes, because you got Miles Powell in the driver's seat, who's probably – he's in the running for Naismith of the Year along with, a, um, one, I think, one guy from Oregon and uh, Obi Tobin from Dayton. This he He's an animal. I mean, Is, and, is he, he the one that's a senior for Sidden Hall? I, I know believe that there's so because I know that that's there's one really good senior. I believe I believe Miles Powell is it, but he he took that team to I think the top fifteen the whole season. They did they didn't move from the top fifteen. I, I I don't believe, and they beat a lot of big names. And I think the one team that would have had the biggest downfall is Duke. Duke I think Duke had a very inconsistent season. They. At Duke, they play at a very high standard. Coach K holds them to a high standard. This season, it was not a very high standard. Vernon Carey somewhat showed up to play, but not really. The people that needed to step up that didn't were uh, Cassius Stanley and Gwendell Moore. The, those guys did not show up at all to play any well, sort of basketball. Cassius Stanley, t- to his credit, was hurt and, and playing hurt for a yeah. while. But so, he, was, he's, he was still playing decently healthy though from what i saw yeah but i i'm pretty sure when like cassius stanley i think he is a letdown because people were talking about him being a number one pick um but Lord i knows. would i think that i i agree with you though ben that the biggest letdown was going to be duke just because if you get it's one thing to beat the people in which you're supposed to be but it's another problem altogether if you're losing to Stephen F. Austin, some other unranked teams who yeah. shouldn't even be in your gym, let alone yeah. beating you. And I know Stephen F. Austin and all that kind of stuff held te- 
he's from uh, he's Texas Revolution. Yeah, he's a major leader there. But Stephen F. Austin, like they weren't even supposed to be. They were like twenty point. Like Duke was like twenty. Yeah, they point were favored to win by twenty points. And like Nathan Bain. And the fact that Stephen F. Austin still comes in to your house and like and manhandles beats, and them beats you and, on the inside. Yeah, and I think it's wild. The guy from the Bahamas, Nathan became, Bain, baby. who became super famous after that. Yeah, that it's just wild. But I'm I'm with you on that one. I think the biggest letdown would have been. Uh, Stephen F or Duke, because they they couldn't they beat didn't their, have everything together. the unseeded that they lost to an unranked NC State when they were a seven seed in PNC Arena, but it, they they lost by like twenty one, twenty two points. Yeah, I mean it's so. if you're not, and I say this about my Chicago Cubs all the time, but if you're not consistent, and every time you go out, you could either be the best in the world or get beat by the worst in the world then what can you do like then, then you're getting you everyone's best shot yeah you're getting everyone's best shot but if you're beating if you're beating kansas or kentucky or these big teams then great but if you're losing to Stephen f austin you're losing to nc state an 11 seed louisville when you're third in the nation by six points i mean yeah it it, it just makes you question kind of how things were but we kind of got to move on, all right? On our Instagram, on our Instagram, we asked for some, we asked for some hot takes, and so we're gonna discuss some of your hot takes. And if you have hot takes that you want to be read on the podcast, please, please, please send us to us, send them to us, and we'll make sure to read them the next time. So Ben, who do we have a who do we have a hot take from? And then, what is their hot take? This is from ARPM.88. He said, the Bills are the team that beat in the AFC East. Brady is finally gone, which is, which is true. Josh Allen is on the rise. He is. He is slowly but surely on the rise in this season. He might make a true name for himself, and I believe he will. Bills are making good offseason moves. As a Bills fan, I'd like to say they'll even take a first-round bye but I think they'll take the division Fs. And we said appreciate it, which I I got to say, I agree. I think the Bills are going to be solely but surely on the rise. Josh Allen is on the rise. I mean, I am really excited. I'm going to be following the Bills a little bit more closely th- this coming season because I am so curious to see how their season plays out. No, I, I completely agree with you. I think that the Bills probably will win the AFC East. Um, I think that the biggest reason why is Josh Allen's going to take a step. They have Stephon Diggs. They have a good defensive core. Um, they're making, as kind of my boy said, A R P M A R P M A P R M. That's wild. as my boy said, he we're we're talking about somebody in which is a young developing team. They just got their biggest kryptonite was their receivers, and they just got one of the up-and-coming receivers in the game. Um, but yeah. I wouldn't say that they're going to get a first-round buy. They do have Cole Beasley, I will say. So. I, but Cole Beasley is hit He's, or miss, though. He really is, unfortunately. For and, and to me, I see Cole Beasley kind of as a Hunter Renfro, uh, a rags-to-riches kind of thing of kind of undrafted, nobody really knows who he is, and then he 
makes a big name for himself, and he's a grinder, but he's not that. He's not a Julio Jones. He's not a Michael Thomas, um, one of those big guys who can catch. Um, he's kind of like a Wes Welker. Um, but I'm – I think one person in which will surprise you, maybe even more than the Bills, because the Bills, as we left off, were a good team. They were a good team. But I'm going with the Jets as a good, better team. I, I don't think the Jets are going to be better than the Bills, but I think the Jets, with Sam Darnold coming back, with a couple of more of their Le'Veon Bell being there. Yeah, I was about to say if they can get one or two more pieces, they could be in contention with that AFC East. I think that the Bills are going to go 11 and 5, mm-hmm. but I think that the Jets if they can step up, the only person that is in the way of the Jets is Adam Gase. And I think that if you can yeah. if Adam Gase you can find a better coach, the Jets could be in that eleven and five range, twelve and five mm-hmm. range, or twelve and four range. But I don't think it's going to be next year. But going forward, maybe the Jets are the team to beat. But the Bills, I agree with my boy. He is. They are the team to beat in the AFC East because the Patriots definitely aren't going, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins. Lord knows what the Dolphins are doing in yeah. the AFC East. <laughs> Honestly, who knows. All right, Gabe, what is your – or, Gabe, do you have anything to add before we move on to the next hot take? Uh, yeah, um, I, I also agree with that. Um, I think the Bills needed, like, a big play receiver. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs is definitely that. I mean, we saw that with the Saints in the playoffs that one year. And Josh Allen has a big arm, so I think that's, like, a dream come true for Josh Allen. I think that's what he needs to take that next step. But um, yeah, for I have a hot take here. Um, this is from Lucas G. Unit, and he said that John Wall is a top three point guard when healthy. I believe this because when he is healthy, the Wizards get extremely better, and his passing and scoring abilities are unstoppable. He needs to work on his three point jumper, and will have to put the work in when he is healthy. But I think he deserves his contract because when he is healthy, he is one of the best point guards in the league. And, like, I, I completely agree with this hot take just because, like, I've been a huge John Wall fan since he came into the league. His blazing speed and athleticism were, like, oh, we've only seen that from, like, Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose at the time. And, like, John Wall, like, before he got injured, he had the past four seasons he was averaging a double-double with points and assists. So he definitely deserved that contract. And he led the Wizards to a seven-game series where they eventually lost to the Celtics back in 2017, I believe. But, I mean, that was a huge step up. And, like, we've seen how bad the Wizards have gotten, like, since John Wall's been hurt. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with this this hot take. Like, I, that's something I've been saying for a long time. And, like, once he – I, I kind of I kinda agree with that. I, I'm, I'm going to say John Wall used to be spectacular. See, like, before he got into here's the thing. And I love John Wall, and I think John Wall, when he gets healthy, could be a top 10 point guard. But I think John Wall has been hurt for too long. If we are talking about three years ago, when John Wall was balling, mm-hmm. like balling, balling, mm-hmm. that's an easy, then pick. That's an easy that's an top easy. three. But I don't think, when even when John Wall comes back, I don't think he's going to be at the shape in which we've kind of seen him in the past. I don't think that he's going to be that front that front load carrier for the Wizards. I think Bradley Beal is going to be that. 
if we're talking about top three point guards in the NBA, we're talking about people like Dame. We're yeah. talking about people like James Harden, Ky- which is arguably like a point Kyrie, guard. Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker. Like those Ky- are Kyrie, yeah. Kemba. Steph. If, Steph. If we're talking about point guards, I can't give John Wall a top three. Just because if we were to, like I said, when we were talking about it three years ago, yes, but not right now. Just because I don't see him coming back and being the John Wall that we all know and love. Um, so I'm I'm out. I'm out on it, but I'm going to stay with it. it, But it's also a thing of if we're talking contracts, two years ago, John Wall should have got his contract. He should have got paid. But right now, there's no way I would give John Wall a max contract Hmm. or a super max just because he's not worth that. And, And I hate talking about human beings like they're used goods, but Right now, I can't trust John Wall to be the head of that team because I think Bradley Beal is going to be the head, and I think Bradley Beal's better than John Wall when John Wall gets healthy. So I'm out on it, but that that's kind of what we think. The last one, the last hot take, is going to be James underscore Semenage. Don't know if I said that right. But, or not, I'm sorry. It's actually from Lane underscore Mac 34. He says, baseball and the Astros cheating scandal scandal because it took away the Yankees' chance at the ship and stole it from the Dodgers. I will, I will say, I will say, the Astros, because baseball is my sport, I think that the Dodgers were never going to win the World Series. Even though the Dodgers were in the World Series, I think that the Yankees, the Yankees took them to Game Seven that year, even with all the cheating and all that stuff going on. So I'm going with the. I think that the Dodgers would have would have lost anyway, but I'm going with the Yankees. The Yankees, without the cheating scandal, they could, as my boy Lane says, they could be the ones who is taking the spot, is taking kind of the championship home because they had Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was in his rookie season. He was a monster. They had Didi. They had Gary Sanchez, which was a monster. I mean, and they had CC Sabathia a little bit in his prime. Um, they had so many other pieces. They had one of the best rotations in history. Um, and so I, I think that the Yankees fans have an argument for that. But I don't believe in what Cody Bellinger is saying of like, he took our championship away because, no, I don't think you no. would have won it anyway. No. I mean, you got – I think they got beat in five games where, like, if we're looking at getting beat in five games versus getting beat in seven games, the Yankees put up a better fight. But what do you guys think about it? I know you guys aren't the biggest baseball fans, but you guys have anything to add? Just, or? just from what it sounds like, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like they would have won anyway. Like from just from what you said, it doesn't sound like it. I know I'm new to baseball, and like maybe some of y'all know, I, I I've grown to be a St. Louis fan because that's just where I was. But so far, from what you and my other buddy Jacob Woodward, because he's a big baseball fan too, he I think he would agree with you as well. Yeah, like, for and sure. it's just. It's sad just because, like, honestly, the the polarization and how bad things are getting in terms of the Astro scandal, some are saying that it's worse than the steroid scandal. 
and hmm, interesting. And it's interesting okay, yeah. because like you you have Astros people in which are having buzzers connect to their chest, and you have Astros people in which are hitting home runs because they know that it's a fastball or a changeup. Yeah. Now, if it was if it was how it originally was, is they're beating on trash cans when it's a changeup or something like that. Hmm. Baseball in itself, you're always trying to look for an advantage. But if you have a robot in which is like breaking down, oh, a fastball's coming, oh, a changeup's coming, that's yeah. that's sketchy. And especially if you have a buzzer connected to you, that like when a yeah, fastball's that, coming, it buzzes you mm-hmm. or something like that. Like John Carlos Stanton at the time said, if I knew what pitch was coming, I could hit 80 home runs. And he is a thousand percent correct. Of like, if you know that it's a fastball, I don't even play baseball all that well, and I could probably go for 10 home runs if I know it's a fastball. I don't know how to play baseball, and I could probably do it. Yeah. And so it's one of those things in which you can't – the commissioner of baseball, Rob Rob Manfred, is kind of downplaying this whole situation because I get it. They don't want – they want to make sure that kind of all of their stuff, all of their integrity of the sports kind of out of it. And they want to try to get all of the indecent exposure away from it. But you're talking about a scandal in which has tarnished American baseball legacy. Like, some people are saying that this is worse than the 1919 Black Sox scandal. In which Shoeless Joe Jackson still can't get in the Hall of Fame. And he was one of the best of all time. So, it's it's definitely a situation in which the Astros need to come in and... Their, their apologies are insincere. They're just like doing it just to try to get it over with. And I just can't deal with that. I just can't. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. Uh, podcast. Me um, <laughs> follow us, please. Follow us. <laughs> subscribe. Uh, like, like, share, comment, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> um, but I, I just don't get it. Uh, the Astros, I think the Astros should, every time somebody gets up, the first pitch of every game, just beam them right in the head. Yeah. Just beam them with a 90-mile-per-hour <laughs> fastball. Just because, I mean, there are unwritten rules of baseball, and Astros broke them. Yeah, and so they you. should be able to – they should face the consequences. And their manager and general manager getting fired Get a and a couple million. of draft picks and a couple million dollars, which in a grand scheme of thing isn't that much. Yeah. There should be a much – more heftier kind of there should be a much heftier punishment to that um but that's not for us to decide we just talk about it we just have a podcast yeah bro this whole this whole rona situation got me like nostalgic the other day you know i was looking on my snapchat my all my memories and i've been to a lot of concerts in my life and I, i i got to see my dream concert back in 2017 so gabe and Jacob, what is y'all's dream concert? Chris if you Stapleton. Have one. Chris Stapleton. I love Chris, Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. Really? So, I dude, my dream concert would be like Chris Stapleton opened up by like Dan and Shay or something like that. Yeah, dude, I love Chris Stapleton. His raspiness. Yo, Rasputin. <laughs> I love Chris Stapleton. Yeah, he, man. He's, he's amazing. I already know what Gabe's is. See, I went to mine a few years back, uh, J. Cole concert. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was when um, he released um, For Your Eyes Only. Oh, wow. And dude, that was such that was such an amazing concert. Like, because I'm not, 
I'm not really a jump up and down, get hype type of guy. I'm like mm-hmm. a more chill, like reminiscing type music type person. Mm-hmm. And like that, that concert was just so good. And like he was telling stories and stuff. But yeah, I if if I could go to like his whole label, like the whole Dreamville concert, like the Dreamville Festival, that would definitely incredible. be like my so, dream one. Like there. I, I I do have a question for you, Gabe. Dream Fest or Dreamville Festival. What is it? Is it like everybody that's under the Dreamville label that performs or like what is it? Because it's not just J. Cole, is it? Or it's multiple no. artists, right? Yeah, it's J. Cole plus like his label. Oh, no. Like was, oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. We didn't hear you. Have, uh, we, we lost you there for a second. I was going to say the Rona got him. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, it's it's usually J. Cole and, like, his label. And then they usually have other artists there as well. This year, Big Sean was supposed to be there. Um, oh, wow. I forget who else, but it's, like, it's Dreamville and, like, a few other people, too. And just they're just performing and stuff. Is it one day, or is it, like... I think it's, I think it's two days, two or three days. It might be a whole weekend, really. Dang. This thing was yeah. a big deal. I saw, dude, my, my yeah. favorite, the best concert I've ever been to was, uh, I was in St. Louis and I saw Social Club and they opened up for Andy Minio and Words Played. And they, those are, you, y'all y'all may know who they are. I know They're, who Social Club is and I know who Andy Minio is. I've never yeah. heard of Words Played. Words Played and Andy Minio made a, an album called Magic and Bird. And they, were, they went on tour back in oh, 2017. Magic and Bird. Yeah, and <laughs> I, saw, I saw the whole uh, concert live in st louis and it was i was i was like up close to like andy minio because it was just an ambition you just first come first serve dude so. I, I i don't know if i ever told you this and it's funny that you said that you love andy minio when jeremy was big into christian music christian rap and stuff yeah. like that he somehow got us literally on front row like front row tickets to like we just went to somebody's church and Andy Minio was performing. Oh, and it was like front row. And dude, we were tripping. I and we, like, I promised you, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what happened. But this was like when he was in his prime, and we were just this like was years ago. Yeah, yeah. This was like, like three, four years ago. It doesn't. No, it's no, longer no, than that. No, that's honestly. definitely longer than that. Probably like seven years ago. Yeah, possibly like seven or eight years ago. But Dang. so that that's a good question. It to, Corona does have you kind of reevaluating it, some things. When all <laughs> this lockdown, money is no object. No, when all of this no. lockdown is over. What's the first thing you do when you get in any sport that you want? So if it's a sports matchup, any sport that you want. If it's a concert, any concert that you want. What would be your dream? Corona exit. Just let me watch March Madness. Let it let it happen on a Thursday and let it end on the on Monday or Tuesday. I do, I want March Madness back. I miss it so much, man. Okay, okay. Like I, uh, Buddy, what would be yours? Mine would be the NBA playoffs, which they're still trying to make happen. But like, just sitting down and just watching the playoffs, because like this is the first year where the Warriors aren't going to be guaranteed to go to the finals. I think it was going to be like a really good playoffs this year. So I'm a, that's going to be mine. I would go, man, I would go with just watching opening day. 
Opening day was supposed to be this past week. Yeah. And so, like, it's been so sad to see, like, opening day get pushed back. And honestly, who knows when, like, the whole baseball kind of realm is going to return back, if it's even going to return back. But they're, Mark Teixeira and some other big baseball people, they're talking about maybe instead of having a regular season, do some kind of, like, March Madness bracket. And it would be like the Yankees versus like the Reds, who suck. And yeah, so it just be it would be so cool though to play like yeah. best of seven and be see like somebody like the Blue Jays upset somebody like the Red Sox or something like that. It would be so Watch cool. Watch my Cardinal smack around, y'all. What? I'm just trying to have confidence in my team. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> The Cardinals <laughs> suck, dude. They got Yadier Molina, though. The, Yadier Molina is 37 years old but and he's can barely stand up. <laughs> he, he's fast. <laughs> Have you seen him? That's a quick man. You are <laughs> lying right now. Yadier Molina is the lie, slowest man. human being I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, whatever. Bro, Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina is a good catcher. But I can't believe that you went speed with his. Yadier Molina. I saw Yadier Molina on MLB The Show 20 has a five speed out of Sandra. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you went speed first. But no, Yadier Molina is a. I I think Yadier Molina is a like great defensive catcher, but. The Cardinals got no shot. They don't got. They no got shot, no man. shot. I hate it. I hate but it. I, I hate it too because the Cubs are starting to get into the same boat mm-hmm. of like they have all this potential, but it's literally slipping by them as we speak. But it's going to be interesting to see, guys. Please, 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 please. make sure that you tune in um, on at noon on Thursday and from noon until or. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be having round two of the Go Bracket. Thank you guys for the support. We greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate it to see God the love thank and thank the comments and the likes thank and the so follows much. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we greatly appreciate it. But you guys have a good week. Stay safe. Um, don't Wash get, your hands. Don't get caught by the corona. But, all right, guys, we'll see you next week.